0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X Wing podcast—a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and we've got a special world's wrap-up episode for you all today. So I'm not going to be doing the uh, the normal segments like we've uh, done in episodes past. This is just going to be me and my buddy Mason. Mason, go ahead and say hi.
1: Hey, guys. Mason Tanner here.
0: And we're going to tell you all about uh, our weekend at Worlds. So um, let's start with uh, what'd you fly? So, what'd you fly, Mason?
1: All right. Uh, of course, I am Rebel Scum. Uh, love Luke. So, we Towers. got a Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Classic uh, backbone of all my Rebel lists. Uh rocking a proton torpedo, uh rocking elusive and a shield upgrade. Uh then we have Dutch Vander. He's got a whole smattering of upgrades. Uh T front Belly Run, zero point just in case I hit a rock. Uh we've got Chopper Astromech, which makes this a really interesting build. Uh, cause I had both an Ion Torpedo and a Magpulse Warhead. Uh and then I had a dorsal turret just to keep that side arc and keep my enemies honest. Um then my other two pieces were West Jansen, also with Elusive, and a Proton Torpedo. Uh, and then I had another point, so I threw a failsafe in there. And then my final ship was Azoka Tano. She had four upgrades. Marksmanship, Instinctive Aim, uh, Proton Rocket, and another failsafe.
0: Awesome. That sounds like a, uh, a pretty interesting list. Um... How'd it do? Um, So, walk us through the process. Um, You and I both showed up to do the LCQ. Yes. How'd you do?
1: Well, not as good as I was hoping to do. Uh, I think I could have definitely flown a little bit better, Um, but I think one of the things uh, that this list suffers from, uh, it's Rebel Alpha. And so, it's got one thing that it's really good at, pick something and wipe it off the board. But doesn't always go like that sometimes you run into some aces or a ship that's particularly dodgy or sometimes you just don't roll enough hits um and so there were many games where i would take something off the board something with a lot of health um and it wouldn't re wouldn't be worth a whole lot of points it could be three four sometimes five points depending on what it was um and a lot of my pieces um specifically ahsoka and wes are worth five piece or uh, five squad points. Um, And so on occasion, what would happen is I'd take a ship off the board uh, and then I'd lose one of those pieces, whether it was from, I put the ship in a bad position um, or I just wasn't getting lucky on my uh, defense dice. Um, So once I would lose one of those pieces, the list uh, tends to swing in the enemy's favor because that's a lot of points all at once.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, I uh, I might have missed it. What was your What was your record in the LCQ?
1: Oh, I forgot to mention that. So I had uh, two victories uh, and three losses out of my five games.
0: Okay, awesome. And what would you say about the competition at at Worlds? Is it um, Is it kind of on par with your local scene? Or is it more com- more competitive environment tougher opponents?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I'd say that uh, it definitely meet or met or exceeded my local um, my local level of play um, in Los Angeles there's a pretty good uh, pretty good number of players, uh, a lot of which are big into the scene um, and are, are regulars in the community so. Um, when you get to worlds, there's people from all over the world, literally. So there's a lot of, um, play styles that you might not expect. And so that makes it really interesting and diverse because if you come from a local scene that you play with your, your besties Mm -hmm. and you know, their play style in and out and you come to somebody new and they're doing something completely unexpected. Oh, that'll catch you off guard.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: that's definitely what took me out in the first round I, I thought i had it i took a ship off the board and then i just started losing pieces and i was like oh how'd that happen
0: <laughs> what uh, was there any lists that you faced in the lcq that weren't part of your local meta
1: Ooh, that's a great question now i know a lot of folks like to um to record what they play against um I'm kind of one of those players that just kind of goes in and what happens, happens. Um, so I think in terms of local meta, at least per my area, I think I saw some similarities for the most part. Um, some Galactic Republic lists, some First Order lists, Imperial lists. There's a lot of Vader and the boys these days. Mm. Um, I feel like that's become kind of a core of Imperial lists. Uh, so it's something I'm somewhat used to. Um, the Galactic Republic and the Separatists really throw me for a loop, uh, because I don't own anything from those factions. Okay. So, when I see those on the table, it's all Greek to me. And I have to say, <laughs> now, what does that do again, and who's this guy, and what does he do? Uh,
0: yeah. That all makes sense. Yeah. So, um. For those that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you you know what uh, what I was flying. Uh, I haven't I haven't been secretive about it. Um, but for those that are, this is the first episode you listen to. Uh, I flew Isofane's uh, Seer Swarm. I call it General Crack because uh, it's got Grievous, um, pretty much standard build out, outmaneuver, and Pervian Plating and Solus One. Um, SEER with k 2 P 4 impervium plating and shield upgrade. Um, three Separatist drones with Discord missiles, DFS. Um, oh, I should know this better. Um, O81, I think, with um, energy shell charges and um, the Iron Assembler with energy shell charges, um, struts, and they all have independent calculations. And I did slightly better, but but not by much. Um, and really, uh, the the secret is Mason actually played five games on <laughs> in the LCQ, and I only played four um, because my round five opponent came up to me and uh, at the start of the round and said, "Would you mind if I conceded?" And I said, "No, no, I would not mind at all." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ended up uh finishing the lcq with a three uh, two record um all of my games were close I think I averaged nineteen points a game
1: yeah i I definitely did not I think we were looking at the math and i I got maybe an average of thirteen to fifteen points overall mm-hmm. per round um, i didn't i didn't feel like all my games were close i feel like I either had it, or I didn't have it. Yeah. And that inconsistency is um, something I think I've got to build for uh, uh, and, and fix that.
0: Yeah, all, all of my games um, were, were very close. Um, it ultimately came down to I misplayed Seer um, in the games that I lost. And that was what ended up losing me those games as I, I lost Seer in the last round. Um, but my MOV wasn't good enough to make worlds. So, uh, and we, both Mason and I were pretty bummed about it, uh, at the start, but there was a, there was a silver lining in there in that, um, we didn't have to get up early on Friday. And so we slept in, we went to Chicago and became, and were just tourists for the day. And, um. I, I don't know. I had a great time. How, how, how about you, Mason?
1: Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun going out and uh, seeing the sights in the city and trying out all the good food and um, just hanging out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, were both uh, Pokemon Go nerds, so we got to play plenty of Pokemon Go. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. But getting back a little bit on topic, so we, we talked about how we did at the LCQ, and in my next episode... Um, what I'll end up doing is I'll go through the mid-range lists at the LCQ and kind of see if we can determine which ones were there um, from variants um, and which ones were there from list-building decisions. So that'll that'll be the next episode, and then the episode after that, I'll do that for worlds. But um, let's let's kind of skip past the LCQ for a minute. And let's talk about what else we did uh, during Worlds. So after Friday, right after, after we were tourists for the day, um, we got up and um, I, I guess the best way to describe it is farm tickets. Um, so yeah. we, we both ended up playing in the, uh, the X-Wing pods. So on Saturday, that was um, just three round mini tournaments. And then uh, Sunday was Aces High. Um, So tell us what you flew during the uh, mini tournaments and how you did overall.
1: Yeah. Um, So I actually kept my same list. I ended up only bringing the one. Uh, And so I brought my same list to um, the pods uh, when we became pod people. Uh, And I think... Overall, I saw the same kind of consistency that I saw in, um, the LCQ. Uh, I actually, so we played, I played the first and the third pod, uh, and I found that in both of them, I ended up going one and two. Okay. Um, now granted in the first pod, um, my last opponent said, hey, do you mind if I go get lunch? And I was like, no, nah, that's cool, man. So we did a road on that one. So we didn't actually play that game, um... But uh, having a two-three and then a one-two and a one-two, um, that was that was a little disappointing. But I so, gotta say. So
0: wait, I'm gonna pause you for a yes. second. So you're saying next wing game was decided by a road rule at the World Championships?
1: Uh, you know, uh, I might have been the been the first there. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing special. All right, the, we'll, we'll just, circle back on yeah, that. Yeah, just a little foreshadowing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah. No, I, I think I think for the most part, uh, I played pretty well. The list is 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 good at what it does. Uh, I know in the the first round of uh, the first pod, uh, I was against three chonker ships. It was. Uh, what do you call them? I just call them the toilet balls. It's the jump master. Yep. Uh, there was a, YV six six six, and there was a fire spray and I went in and I just fired all my ordinance. I took Dr. Affer and the YV off the board in one round. My opponent was just like, we'll shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that felt pretty good. That was my start. Um, and then the, the next match was pretty brutal. Um, it was uh, a first order squadron with six ships in it mm. uh, so it had the DFS it had the scorch it had recoil um, it had GT, some other... oh yeah that one <laughs> yeah i I'm rebel scum I fly rebels <laughs> and everything else is Greek uh, <laughs> so i I went up against that and I I actually was doing pretty well. Um, I managed to get both, um, uh, what was it, DT and Scorch. I managed to actually take them out in the same turn. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't even planning for it. I just got a really lucky Procket shot, uh, and I lined up a couple of Torpedoes, um, and he went right where I wanted him to. Um, so I kill-boxed him. And then once that happened, he had kind of shredded up uh, West Jance a little bit. So I kind of bailed. Um, and then he went after Dutch. And Dutch was limping away trying to survive with Chopper Astromech, but he couldn't hold it. <laughs> uh, and so I ended up going down in flames. But I will say that the pod matches, uh, at least the ones where I lost, were a lot closer than... Um, when I was doing the LCQ. Yeah, it
0: was, it was a lot more, uh, relaxed play. Yeah. I found, um, and, and I'm sure this will, this will go into the reason why I got the score I did, but people didn't bring their necessarily eight tier lists to it. It was, it was a fun list and, um, they weren't, um, as focused in their decision making. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was just, it was more fun. Um, if, all, and I'm not saying that all other events aren't like that, but if all other events were like the pods, then X-wing would be competitive. X-wing would be a way more more blast to play than yeah. it is right now, and and that's not that's not a dig on uh, competitive X-wing because like all of my components are in the LCQ were just fantastic. Uh, we had great games, um, but it's still like there's there's this aura around competitive environments.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You can definitely feel it because um, people are they're trying to get a good enough uh, score to qualify for the next round. That's always the goal. Um, and once people start losing a game or two, um, they're just kind of like, ah, oh, man, uh, I'm not going to make it. Um and so that can swing moods a little bit and um I, I think what's really nice about the X Wing community is even when people are playing seriously, uh, is they can still have a good time and still make jokes. Um Oh yeah. I know I if I my list starts to go downhill and I start losing ships, uh, I love to just start saying dumb jokes and things like <laughs> you're if, a mad if I'll get certain, <laughs> oh i am absolutely a madman. i start making some crazy moves catching people off guard really mix it up um and i love uh when i get certain crits i have silly little taglines that i put on there like if i get a damaged engine it's just like oh, i don't turn so good mr stark <laughs> yep um yep. really just trying to bring the mood back up and uh, keep the happiness flowing
0: so so, uh, what was your overall score during the mini tournaments? I, I think you already said it, but just to recap.
1: yeah. um, so the first pod uh, was one and two, uh, and then the second pod that I played was also one and two. But I will say, I think I played the best game of x wing that I ever had in the second pod. That was the the second match. Uh, I just won my first game. And it was a gentleman from the Netherlands. I'm, I'm so sad I can't remember his name. And I hope <laughs> I get to play with him again. Um, we were both, like, we were on it, man. We were playing, um, what's the name of the objective? It, the, is it Assault at the Satellite Array, where you need to be in proximity of the... Yeah. Yeah. So we were playing Assault at the Satellite Array. And so he's got Vader and Soontir and some Imperial shenanigans... Uh, I've got the same list that I had before, and we were both just flipping around and contesting points, and by round six, it was four to five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, You were there, you saw a little bit of that game. Mm -hmm. Like, we were not budging, we were not giving up points, ships would not die, Uh, we were having great, uh, great defense dice on both sides, and... Just all sorts of little witty banter and all sorts of goodness. Um, that that game might have made my entire weekend. That was so good. That guy was awesome.
0: See, that's that's great. So I I did uh, a little bit different than than Mason in, in the pod. So we both did the first pod and we both did the third pod. Um, but I did the second one as well because there was a little bit of overlap. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up playing two games in the first pod, one game in the second pod, and two games in the third pod. And um, I'll kind of get into the reason that I that I I did that here in a minute. But I ended up going four and one nice. for the day in the uh, in the the mini tournaments. Um, but with that being said, it was four one and four that I didn't play. So, but. You know, getting nine rounds of X-Wing in in a day is, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. What were you flying for the side event?
0: Oh, perfect. Uh, I forgot to mention. So I was flying uh, another list that I have quite a bit of practice with, uh, which was uh, Sock Dooku and Sock D-I-S-T-81, which is the um, re-roll tri-fighter. And then I had Dirge with Ion Cannon, Heavy Laser Cannon and Xanadu Blood and um, the last piece in there is General Grievous with Outmaneuver, impervium Plating and Solus One and it's just a fun list it's a lot more my style of play and I was actually telling Mason um, that you know, when we when we went out to lunch that I was a little bit regretting flying the Sear Swarm um, not because it wasn't a good list but just, it wasn't my, it didn't fit my playstyle as as well as this other list uh, did. And I was just having more fun with the other list. Um, also, way less cards, way less ships, way easier to <laughs> set up. You didn't have a damaged X worth of cards to yeah, set up So for, So for those that don't know, with the Seer Swarm, I, I literally had 32 cards. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite a bit. But the reason that I ended up doing uh, in dropping so many games is, uh, as most of you know, I'm a TO in the San Diego area. And I'm trying to help stimulate the game. So I was literally just trying to farm as many tickets as I could to uh, bring as many prizes as I can back to my local community. To do that. And I think I did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. So my haul, uh, I was telling Mason before the the podcast, so I ended up with um, two sets of um, templates, so official 2020 FFG templates, uh, five packs of Metal Evade tokens, and what did I say, six or seven uh, complete sets of 2020... um, generic alt art cards yeah that's
1: that's quite the haul and that's going to be really awesome for all the people back home who weren't able to make it out um because not everybody can make it to worlds and i one thing i noticed is there was a lot of other tos uh who are looking to collect loot and bring back home which i think is awesome
0: yeah i think it speaks highly of the x-wing community in general just to see uh so many people from different backgrounds and different locations all across the world that all have the same goal of keeping this game alive and moving forward. Yeah. And it, it's it's really refreshing to see. Like You hear it often that X-Wing has the best player base, but when you get to see that in person, there's no denying. There's, there's just no denying.
1: Yeah. I, I love it. I love the X-Wing community. I've... I've been a part of it since twenty sixteen. It's been seven seven years. And everyone I've met, the hundreds of people, have all just been awesome. Fun mm-hmm. to play against, fun to play with, just genuinely good people.
0: Now I, I will point out that um with with that haul, that was just the stuff that I have set aside for um for my local community. So if you're new to the podcast or new to X-Wing and you're in the San Diego area, come out to TC's Rockets. Uh, We're doing a league right now. But all of these prizes that I picked up, because I did get some swag for myself too, of course. Oh, you got it. You got it. uh, Is going to get rolled into the the prize pack for TC's. So... uh, All right. So we talked about... The LCQ, we talked about the side events, we talked about the prize support. What did you think about prize support overall?
1: Gotcha. I, I think prize support is interesting. I like the idea of the prize wall, where if you're playing in the world-level event, every win, you get a golden ticket. If you're playing the side events, you get a certain amount of golden tickets. Mm-hmm. And you can take those tickets and bring them to the, um, the prize wall... Um, I know they changed the official name because AMG's in charge now. Yeah. Side note. But um, there's a lot of different items that you can choose from. And some of them are in limited quantity, so you'll want to get those first. Uh, they had dice bags uh, with random dice from promotional events. So um, you could get dice, special dice from regionals over the years, uh, from worlds, a lot rarer, of course. Um, and there was... A lot of interest in those. There was also a lot of um, just tokens, various tokens. Uh, Joe got a lot of the evades, which was cool. Um, They had uh, pilot cards and alt arts um, for generics and specific pilots. Uh, They had the Battle of Yavin uh, promotional cards, which were pretty cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I was lucky enough to be able to score an entire set of the Rebels, Long live the rebel <laughs> scum.
0: Um,
1: I know Boy Vader went real fast. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's, that's a popular ship, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's good, too. Yeah. So, I would say... Um, now, I'm, I'm going I'm to caveat what I'm going to say um, a little bit. I think the price support for Worlds was good. For a company that got thrown into a game they weren't expecting and has run with it. Um, So so what do I mean by that? Um, I think it could have been better had it not been the fiasco of the pandemic and all that stuff like this is the first world since uh, 2019 Yeah. so it was you know been more than three years in the making and there was plenty of like please don't please don't take this as oh Sailor Joe's just bitching about lack of prize support no that's, that's not what I'm saying AMG did a really really good job of making sure the players were happy and the judges and the staff were absolutely amazing in run in helping with the site events and doing price support during the side events. Um, the LCQ, one of the the first um, first round we got a set of templates <laughs> as yeah. a participation price. Official
1: templates from 2020. Everyone got one. Mm-hmm. I, I came in the worlds and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have all the official stuff. I don't have anything else. I don't want to get in trouble. And so I came up rocking my, my classic cardboard templates. <laughs> um, and the, I was shocked on the first round when they put a set of those on the table. And I was like, oh, does Winner get those? And then they set down a second set and they said, no, everybody gets one. And I said, <laughs>
0: what? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. So I've, there, yeah. there was a lot of prizes there. Uh, but I think um, I think AMG could have been a little bit more focused. With their price support, um, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not bitching that the price support was bad. The price support was excellent. Yeah. Um, it just makes me excited to see what AMG does for the next worlds. That's all theirs.
1: Oh, I think they're gonna kill it, man. Yeah. Not that they've seen that. People responded well to what they had this time. Uh, after all the shenanigans and pandemic, and when they they drop their own prize support, it's it's going to be nice. Yeah, um, we saw announcements of what's to come for some of the promotional kits and the new releases and everything. And yeah,
0: let's let's talk about those for a second. Yeah, so
1: they're taking the game in a great direction.
0: So. Um, The the spoilers are already out there. I'm sure I'm not the only podcast that you're listening to. So you've probably heard the other ones already mention this. But in case you haven't, we saw the release of the new TIE Bomber. um, It's time! Pack. So the TIE Bombers are going to come in in a two-pack with both um, standard loadout cards and uh, regular upgrade cards. Uh, we saw the um, YT2400 um, that is going to get a uh, Dash, Rendar, and Scum in a standard loadout card and Rebels for his other one. And uh, he got neutered a little bit. Um, his four dice attack is, I believe, um, and, and asterisk here, neither Mason or I went and actually saw the amg thing we were busy playing aces high um so this is all stuff that we read out there but uh, or read afterwards or talked to people afterwards yeah. but i guess dash renders fourth dice is only at range three um with the title equipped so uh but don't don't quote me on that yet i've, I've still got to look in it
1: yeah do your own research folks double check everything always
0: yes um so what else did we see? So we saw those two things. I think um, the the two things that I'm really excited about is they have the Child of Mandalore Kit. Yes. Which is gonna be interesting. Um it's a it's a uh store kit. I think it's supposed to be a game similar to the droids you're looking for, or not not similar but in the same vein of
1: Yeah. It's a slightly different spin on standard X-Wing. I haven't had a chance to play the droids you're looking for, mm-hmm. um, so I'd be curious to do that. I also haven't had a chance to play Battle of Yavin or Siege of Coruscant. Um, yeah, we should
0: do that sometime. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I've I've been trying to pick it up at my local stores, but it sells like hotcakes. They're always gone. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky and found a pack at Worlds. Um, so I'm going to try to crack into that. But but back to it um, with these announcements, I, I like that they're adding variety. It's not just standard X-Wing, ship it out, and see who consumes it. Um, of course, competitive and um, uh, higher-level um, X-Wing play is is going to be standard. But I love that they have this variety with these packs, uh, and gives players another way to experience the game.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. But I, I think the most exciting announcement, and this is one that um, has has already been kind of leaked, but is the store championship kits, and mainly because the store championship kits are going to come with a Worlds invite and possibly buys at Worlds.
1: What? I didn't hear that part yet. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's already... I, I talked to a bunch of the uh, California locals, and I know people as far north as Stockton. They're going to try to make it down to southern L.A. and San Diego for the store championship kits. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so this is, like, I think I think the store champ kits are going to successfully bring... Um, x-wing kind of back to the pre-pandemic levels
1: yeah i think um that a lot of what it is right now is there hasn't been a lot of official product uh that's made it out to stores and so players are just kind of like it's a monthly tournament am i gonna go um and and stuff like this really helps to to keep the community energized and bring people in and get them engaged so I definitely agree that it's going to help bring back some of that player base that's been kind of on the fence, um, and really, really bring that life back into it. And that that's exciting because there's a lot of people that um, I miss playing with because they're just they're just not <laughs> doing it anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so let's talk about the final match for a second. Because we both uh, finished up aces high in time to catch, like, the last, what, 20 minutes of, of the match? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. So, as, and, and I'm sure I'm not the first to tell you this, but Mason, how was that game determined?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that game was crazy. So, in the very last turn... um. I can't remember who he's playing. I'm terrible with names. So
0: it was, um... Uh, Nicholas God and... Um... Oh, gosh. Why I should...
1: Yeah, I, I have spaghetti brain, so information kind of comes in, tangles with spaghetti, and either it sticks, like a good sauce, or just flails out into oblivion. Um...
0: Anyway, um, I'm I'm sure this is terrible podcasting. I should know who who this was. Um, Anyway, why don't you tell us how it ended while I look up? (laughs) Yes.
1: So um, the score going into the final round was, I believe, was uh,
0: eight to twelve.
1: Eight to twelve. There's one player down by four points. So on that
0: final. Andrew Cox, by the way. Andrew Cox. There we go. So, Andrew Cox was down four points points. in the final round. He
1: brings it back. He gets enough points, 12 to 12. What I heard, I think I heard final score was actually 15 to 15. Yep. So, it was a draw. And they were like, oh my God, what do we do? And you know what they did? They went to road. They ended Worlds 2023 with a road roll-off. And everyone was like, Whoa.
0: Oh, yeah. There were people chanting to give them another round. Yeah. I was looking at the chat on the Gold Squadron stream. They were saying one more round. Um, how, do, how do you feel about that? I... It blew my mind. Um...
1: The fact that uh, Andrew Cox was, first and foremost, able to come back on the very last turn of the game and tie it up. Good on him for doing so. Um, But, uh, and there's a part of me that's torn, right? Um, Because the die roll is random. Um, And so, it's, it's, I don't know. I, like i think it it was cool to see, but I think that if my if if I was in that position and my my game ended with road um I think i could i i don't know i i think it would be really disappointed if i lost
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah i i would be such a wreck if I was ever in that position um yeah. I'll save the self-deprecating comment for another time. <laughs> but um yeah, so it was but it was crazy to see um you know, a mechanic that was put in place um specifically to solve this actually used at a high level event. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I think it was good. I don't I don't think they should have given him another round. I don't think right. finals should be a longer game than normal. So, you know, I think I think it was handled the way it should have been.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um I <laughs> They they shut down that chant one well, more turb real quick. Oh yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um I, I think Road ultimately, um, even though it might feel really good to win it or might not feel so great to lose it, um I think it really is Uh, kind of a neutral, like, here's how it's going to be. Because I know for a while they were doing stuff like Final Salvo, Mm -hmm. and you'd have players uh, rolling ungodly amounts of dice on this side, and the other opponents down, they're already at a disadvantage. Um, I I guess a way to kind of look at Road is it's kind of like the Great Equalizer, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever you had, whatever you did, whatever went on in that game, this is it. This is how we this is how we're, we're going to do it. And yeah. um,
0: let the gods decide. <laughs> <Ba-doom>. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's um I think ultimately it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Um I also really like it for initiative. That keeps it fresh and interesting. And you never know if you're going to move or they're going to move.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes it's advantageous to move first and you don't want to win the role. And other times you want to win the role and so it's i don't know i i'm i'm enjoying the game where it's at
1: yeah i i think it's in a really good state right now
0: all right so we are we are a little bit longer than my than my typical episode so why don't we uh why don't we wrap up with what was your favorite thing about the weekend as a whole
1: Ooh. I think it's it's a definite tie between that second pod, that game with the gentleman from the Netherlands. That was that was such a tactical game. Um, somewhere between that and just meeting everybody and actually being able to put like faces to these names that I've been hearing for years, because mm-hmm. um, I was just. Playing tournaments in the SoCal area, right? I I hadn't really done much traveling, uh, and to to finally meet some of these people uh, in person, and to see some of my friendly faces from out where I live come to a tournament like this, and we all hang out, and uh, we went and got some food with people. Yeah, uh, I think overall, my how it's kind of summarized that is the community. <laughs> I love the X Wing community. Oh,
0: it's it's great. I absolutely enjoy it. So I'd have to say my favorite thing about the weekend um is it's it's kind of it's kind of a two as well. Yeah. So it's 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 hanging out with the people and putting face to names, getting to meet, you know, some of the X Wing famous folks. Um But I think honestly my my absolute favorite part of the weekend was sitting down at lunch, and building lists. Oh, yeah. And just discussing what it is. Now, I'll I'll go over some of these lists in future episodes that we came up with, but um, it was just, like, that's what really drew me into the game was the list building and the, oh, I can do this and I can do that and, oh, wouldn't this be neat if this fit? And, oh, my gosh, it fits. Wow, you know. Yeah. And I, I think, in, especially when you can sit down and bounce your ideas off of someone else so you're not just, you know, throwing them on the wall in your own brain um, and seeing if something sticks, I think that's probably my, my most favorite part of X-Wing as a whole. Yeah. All right. So, as you know, well, let me, before I do that, Um, If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your time. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. I read each one, and it tells other people why they should listen to this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, um, please consider becoming a patron. There are three different levels. All of them um, right now involve... uh, meeting me at at, uh, different events but I'm getting ready to change that and hopefully we'll start be doing we'll start doing swag again here in the nearish future so if you're already a patron that's good news for you but if you're interested in becoming a patron uh, pay attention because the the salt mine swag is coming back the swag is coming (laughs) Um, as you know I like to end every episode with a question And this week's question is, is competitive X-Wing right for you? This is Sailor Joe.
1: And Hydra Maser. Signing signing off.
0: off.